Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Our Earth, where I will be talking to you about issues in our planet, the Earth. Let's get on to today's topic, food wastage. Respect for food is a respect for life, for who we are and what we do. Thomas Keller. Food is usually treasured all around the world. We need it to survive. All living organisms do. For humans, it's nutrition. It's very important for us to live and thrive. But according to the Food and Agriculture Organization, the FAO of the United Nations, an estimated of 1.3 billion tons of food is wasted globally each year, which is one-third of all food produced for human consumption. Imagine how many people we could feed with that amount. I believe food waste is directly linked with world hunger, but that is a topic for another episode. Let's get into today's topic, shall we? First off, the phrases food wastage and food loss. They're often used interchangeably, but they have different meanings. Food loss typically refers to the food lost in earlier stages of production, such as harvest, storage, and transportation. Food waste refers to items that are fit for human consumption, but are thrown away anyway, often at supermarkets or by consumers. The history of food itself is directly linked with globalization. Globalization is essentially the growing dependence of the world's economies, cultures, and populations carried out by cross-border trade in goods and services, technology, and flows of investment, people, information. That sounds a little wordy, but basically what I'm trying to say is every country is becoming dependent on other countries for food, information, technologies, and inventions, and many, many other things. For example, Indian mangoes are available globally in almost every country. In each of these states of getting food to consumers, so many mangoes are wasted due to it looking a little uncolored or having an unordinary shape, but it's in perfectly good shape to eat. You might have heard of low-income countries or lower gross national income countries or higher income countries, which are higher gross national income countries. According to the FAO, high and low-income countries discard similar amounts of food, 670 and 630 million tons of food. But there's a major difference in where and how that loss occurs. In low-income countries, loss usually occurs in earlier stages. For example, in sub-Saharan Africa, 83% of food is lost during production, handling, storage, and processing, while just 5% is wasted by consumers. In high-income countries, loss occurs in later stages. For example, in North America, 32% of uh, uh, food is lost in earlier stages, and 61% is wasted by consumers. Now the big question is, why is food lost? Some food may be lost before it even leaves the farm. Reasons may include farmers may overplant of unfavorable weather and it ends up with a surplus due to weather being favorable. Retailers have certain standards, in quotes, for fruits and vegetables to make it to the truck, meaning non-perfect produce might not even make it to the truck. In low-income countries, limitations in harvesting technologies can result in damaged produce or poor yield. In each case, the crops are either simply thrown out or fed to animals. Some produce is lost after harvest in handling, storage, processing, or transport. In low-income regions, the causes are often related to poor infrastructure and equipment limitations or sufficient cold storage. Example, Bangladesh transports its milk using rickshaws. While it's being transported, it's obviously exposed to the hot sun. Also, it crosses bumpy roads. This would make the milk spoil in the hot climate and unfit to drink. In fact, according to experts from the University of Birmingham, 
Lack of sustainable cold chain contributes to the worth of food and vegetables being wasted annually in India. Once I found out all of these surprising things about food, I asked myself, well, do all countries, no matter their financial status, receive the same amount of food? It would only be fair that way, right? But no. According to the FAO, food production for human consumption per capita is approximately 460 kgs per year in poor countries, compared to 900 kgs in rich countries. These issues obviously affect inhabitants of low-income countries. Food is, after all, already less abundant in these areas. Now, why is food wasted? In more industrialized, developed countries, more food is wasted. Consumer habits are mostly to blame, though. But food waste occurs all along the latter half of the supply chain with the distributors, retailers, and restaurants as well. In all-you-can-eat buffets and buy-one-get-one deals encourage people to buy way more than they can eat in result of wasting it. For example, if you go to an all-you-can-eat buffet, you're paying a fixed rate for all the food. So you're more likely to put more food on your plate because you can afford to waste the excess food. Another reason is supermarkets refuse to stock on food that are odd-looking but are perfectly edible. This is usually because of the rigorous standards that are influenced by consumer behavior, and in some instances, government guidelines. For example, the USDA, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, assigns grades to many fruits and vegetables based on qualities such as size, shape, texture, and ripeness. Retailers are not required to use these grades, but they often do, leading to wasting a lot of food. Another scenario is if you walk down the aisle of your local supermarket, you are most likely to find all the products fully stocked and shelved. That's because consumers expect to find fully stocked shelves, but by doing this, products are most likely to reach their sell-by dates while still on the shelf, so markets are forced to dispose the leftover products. The last and most important reason is confusion over labeling. Many people misinterpret labels like best buy, sell-by, and use-by dates. The best before is simply a manufacturer's best guess at how long a product is expected to retain optimum quality while used by dates indicates the date until which the product should be consumed. So best before dates aren't usually the date you, that they expire. They're mostly just a date where the, the retailer guesses a date where the food is most likely to go bad. But it doesn't mean that they will always go bad before the best, uh, on the best before date. So you can still sometimes eat it after the best before date. According to the European Commission, an estimated 10% of the, UEU, the EU's 88 million annual tons of food waste are related to date labeling. So, what is the environmental impacts of food wastage? Well, when food is wasted, it's not just the food that is wasted. So is all the resources required to bring food from the farm to your table. Water for irrigation, land for planting, fuel for powering, harvest and transport vehicles, and so much more. When a bunch of bananas falls off a truck or restaurant workers fill their trash cans with uneaten meals, all the resources are essentially wasted right along with the food. Fresh water is the Earth's most precious resource, and like I discussed in episode 2, 70% of it is used in agriculture, irrigation, and water for livestock. 28%, 28% of the world's agricultural area is used to produce food that is lost or wasted each year. This results in unnecessary degradation of land, but clearing land for agricultural purposes is also a cause of deforestation, which eliminates wildlife habitats and takes out greenhouse gas absorbing trees. Well, what can we do about it? Well, there are a couple of methods that we're going to discuss today, but the first method is help reduce 
loss in handling, storage, processing, and transport. In low-income countries, a change can be seen if we train farmers better and also make public and private investments in the infrastructure. For example, a Nigerian company called Cold Hubs made a solar power refrigerator, which provides this developing area with 24-7 refrigerator access for fruits and vegetable vendors, and other markets a place to store food to keep it more fresh. Make sure to check out their website, www.coldhubs.com. And also a chemical called epidiol is an invisible coating used on fresh products that controls how much water and carbon dioxide the fruit releases and how much oxygen enters from the outside, meaning fresh produce stays fresh for longer. The second method is sharing the surplus. Supermarkets in industrialized nations can and often do donate unsold goods. UK retailer Tesco, for example, works with a software pl platform called Fair Share Food Cloud, which notifies the local charities about surplus food available for pickup. In France, it's actually illegal for supermarkets to discard unused foods, and they are required to re regularly donate their surplus, surplus. There are so many other industrial nations that have the same um, similar ideas and things. An even better approach is to reduce unused food to begin with through increased transparency in the supply chain and by establishing more efficient communications with farmers and to reduce overproduction. Basically, um, the, the retailers can um, talk with the farmers and communicate with the farmers to ask for just for what they need and not to um, basically reduce the surplus. The third method is to turn waste into worth. Basically, making use of the wasted food to make something new, coffee trees into flour, and turning restaurant scraps into bioplastic or biogas. You could even take your own waste and use it as a natural fertilizer. The number four, the fourth method, is educating yourself and about others. Educating yourself and others. This is something that I say in every episode, but it's very, very important to raise awareness about the situation and improve the situation because you yourself are becoming more aware about the situation and you're you're raising awareness around your community, around your family, and you're less likely to waste food. The last method is changing consumer behavior. Consumers slash me or you can buy food locally in a farmer's market whenever possible since there are lower number of steps it takes to get the consumer the food. So lower number of wasted produce and being informed about date labeling and throwing away food when they are truly inedible. Here are some fun facts about food wastage. Did you know 28% of the world's agricultural area is used to produce food that is ultimately lost or wasted each year? Here's another fact. The FAO estimates that the carbon footprint of food waste is 3.3 billion tons of CO2 equivalent per year. Not only oil, diesel, and other polluting fuels used to power production machinery and transport vehicles, but greenhouse gases that are emitted by food waste itself. Discarded waste rotting in landfills gives off methane, a potentant greenhouse gas 25 times more efficient at trapping heat than carbon dioxide. These are pretty baffling facts, but they're true. Before we end today's episode, make sure to check out en.reset.org, which talks about many environmental impacts and educates a lot of people about these topics, which is where I got most of my information from for today's episode. Also, do check out www.save-food.org, which talks about saving food and gives you more interesting and baffling facts about food wastage. The links will be in the description box, so make sure to do check out these um, websites, which will help educate you about food wastage and other environmental topics. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Remember, speak out about issues you care about. 
This is our earth. Let's change it and fix it together today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Bye.